Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bank at Night. Welcome, I'm Jay Binkley, and this is not Bank at Night. This is a special uh, draft show for the next three hours. Talking NFL Draft on the Draft Show. NFL Draft coverage brought to you by Window World, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. 15 days till the NFL Draft. But uh, we'll have Ron Kopp from ArrowheadPride.com talking Kansas City Chiefs and Chiefs Draft. We'll go all through the Kansas City Chiefs Draft tonight. Got another mock draft ready to go about 7.30 tonight. Get Ron's opinion to grade my mock draft. You can check it out over at 610 Sports.com. I have it up on Twitter as well. It's on the 610 Twitter account as well. Kyle Stackpole from CBS Sports.com uh, will join me at 615 talking draft and specifically the Kansas City Chiefs draft this year. And at 630, Rob Rang from Fox Sports, uh, who's been all over doing the draft for years and years and years, trying to get a uh, national perspective, so to speak, on this year's uh, NFL draft. The Chiefs have 12 picks this year. 12 picks. The last time they selected 12 draft picks was 2008. 2008, 12 draft picks. What they have now, the thought is, well, will they pick 12? Will they pick nine? They'll pick eight. How many picks will the Kansas City Chiefs make this year? Don't see them trading back to get more. If you trade back, get an extra third or fourth. They have seven picks next year. Two of them because of the fourth and sixth of the Miami Dolphins. So if you're trying to build for when Kansas City has the draft next year, that's definitely an option they could do. They don't have a fifth or sixth rounder this year. Two in the first, two in the second, two in the third, two in the fourth. So they 2008, they selected all 12 players, which you can do. You can select how many people you want. Vikings took 15 players uh, two years ago when they drafted 15. It doesn't always mean success. Where you're kind of the rolling, uh, rolling dice on your different draft picks. In 2015, 16, and 2011, the Chiefs ended up taking nine different draft picks. Well, they'll have to address certain things. Edge rusher is certainly a big need. I think the biggest need for the Kansas City Chiefs. Weren't able to really address this in free agency, although they bring back Frank Clark. So they're going to have him back on the edge. Melvin Ingram took a visit to the Dolphins. That's a guy certainly that uh, helped the Kansas City Chiefs down the stretch, really kind of help redefine who and what this defense is. It was brought in. Uh, so hopefully Melvin Ingram comes back to Kansas City Chiefs as a rotational piece, because I think they can get quality edge rushers in this year's draft. They signed Jordan Reed, the safety. 
Obviously, uh, let the honey badger go, but Justin Reed, one of those versatile type players they like in the secondary. Four, 540 uh, snaps at free safety, 147 snaps in the box, 65 as a slot corner. They had him down near the line of scrimmage, 21 snaps. Wide corner, he even played a little bit of that, seven different snaps. This is a guy that, that is a safety for this team. Ronald Jones comes over, very manageable contract. Doesn't necessarily gain a roster or guarantee a roster spot with his contract that he got. Kind of got his job taken away a little bit by Leonard Fournette down in Tampa. Struggled at times at pass blocking. Dropped the ball a little bit. Fumbled the ball a little bit last year. I still think the Chiefs go running back in this year's draft. They'll have Derek Gore coming back for the Kansas City Chiefs. You certainly saw him flash last year. Clyde obviously coming back. and So Clyde, Ronald Jones, and then you have Derek Gore. I think another pick comes through the draft. You may disagree, but uh, Jay Southland, Toast Service text line, 913-576-7610, the same as the phone number if you have Chiefs-related draft questions for this year. So Ronald Jones came in. Juju Smith-Schuster, a wide receiver, 6'1", 215, another tremendous blocker. I remember when he laid out Vontez Perfect at one point. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals linebacker, so Juju's not afraid to stick his hat in there. Marquez Valdez-Scantling comes over from the Green Bay Packers with that 4-3-7 speed. Elijah Lee, the former uh, K-State player, uh, of course, doing special teams in the NFL, signed to the Chiefs. Austin Ryder back with the Kansas City Chiefs after a year's absence. Blake Bell back with the Kansas City Chiefs. They go out and sign Corey Coleman, a wide receiver. They put the non-exclusive franchise tag on Orlando Brown. So wide receiver, edge rusher, corner. Corner's definitely a position of need for the Kansas City Chiefs. Shavarius Ward going to San Francisco. They need to get help at corner, and they've had success with it in the middle rounds. Legereus Sneed, a fourth-round pick. That'll be one of your starters. Shad Fenton, a sixth-round pick. Shavarius Ward, by the way, when he was here as a starter, was an undrafted free agent the Dallas Cowboys had, and the Chiefs flipped him for Parker Anger. They, they sent Parker Anger on a trade. Really, I think one of Brett Veach's best trades when they sent Parker Anger down to Dallas because Parker Anger ended up last year in the Lions practice squad in Charverius Ward. Obviously got a huge contract this year in the National Football League. So you never know. We've heard about visits the Chiefs have had. The top 30 visits in the NFL where you have 30 guys come in. And I think Albert Breer said it best on Twitter. He says, remember these things, these four things, when you see top 30 visits when players come visit, like a George Pickens. They had George Pickens in. There were some write-ups on that. Number one, the team has genuine interest in that player. Number two, team wants other teams to think there's interest. Number three, there's an off-field issue to address with the player. Number four, there's a loose end injury-wise for the team to tie up. And a lot of times when guys are drafted, they'll be asked to do uh, teleconferences with the Kansas City uh, media, and they'll ask them, hey, did you talk to the Chiefs? And a lot of times... There may not be a lot of correspondence. I mean, if you know who and what the guy is, I'm sure there's some some undercover type work on the player, talking to coaches, other players, other people that might know him. They'll do their homework on the player, obviously, but they don't want other teams to know of their interest in said player. Just like uh, if you've seen the documentary on Russell Wilson, the Seahawks sweated out getting him in the third round. They really thought the Chiefs were going to be drafting him the pick before, but they ended up going Donald Stephenson in that draft. But... So, again, there's a lot of smoke screens to go on. I was in a uh, – they used to do uh, these draft things where John Dorsey would speak before the draft, and he would be watching film of uh, pro days 
And he would never show really players the Chiefs were interested in. It was just some other random player. And he'd look at their pro day and see if the GM's there, the head coach, scouts, who's there. Like, forget about looking at the three-cone drill. Let's look and see who's watching them, trying to piece it together. That's why I thought Mike Mayock had an advantage when he was the Raiders GM, who's been fired since, because he knew all these GMs. He knew their tendency. It was NFL Network's lead draft guy. Like, he knows GMs, and they've probably shared information with him, and now he's competing against them. But they, but he knows. Mayock knew how they thought. And after he had that first draft, I was like, whoa. Like he's drafting really good for the Raiders. That was a draft that had Max Crosby in it and Josh Jacobs, and he drafted well. And all of a sudden, you're sitting here going, well, it's because Mike Mayock knows the tendencies of other GMs. But Brett Veach, you know, had gotten some criticism from the draft in the past. I think last year, I loved his draft. I mean, that is an A draft when you look at their draft last year. And I'll still contend that draft was the toughest draft in the history of drafts. No combine which is when lots of this information is disseminated at the NFL at the NFL Combine because you have NFL people running the drills, timing the drills. They go to pro days, they have no control over it anymore. We saw some inflated 40 times at some of these pro days, but as pro days across the country, teams had to do. And the Chiefs took a chance. They got three starters out of the deal. The second round was a complete and total home run for the Brett Veach and the Kansas City Chiefs. Creed Humphrey, the best uh, rookie center in the NFL. You can make an argument he's the best center in the National Football League. And Nick Bolton, one of nine players, rookies, to have 100 tackles and at least double digits tackles for loss. And that was Nick Bolton last year. And, of course, Trey Smith, starter on the offensive line, all from that draft last year in the most difficult year to draft players. So 29-30, we'll get in a lot of that tonight uh, with Ron Cobb. Do you trade down? Because a lot of these mocks had the Chiefs trading down for other for a wide receiver, like Chris Olave at 23. They have him trading down 29 and 30. 29 and 30 puts you about the top 10. If you go by the draft trade chart, I go by the Rich Hill chart uh, quite a bit when it comes to draft picks and see what it would take to move down. But then you're sacrificing not getting an edge when you move down at wide receiver, if that's what you say. But again, history would dictate if you want an edge rusher, you need to trade down. All I've seen is the Chiefs trading down for wide receivers. Haven't seen them trade down for edge at this point. And if you look at last year, the top 20 sackers, there was 28 of them because eight ties. 18 of them were first-round picks. 18 of the 28 players led the NFL in sacks, first-round picks. 12 of them were picked 1 through 15. Those are good odds, and history would dictate that if you want a good edge rusher, you must trade down. However, once you get out of... Aiden Hutchison and Kayon Thibodeau and, and Jermaine Johnson. Flip a coin. George Karloftis, you want him. Or Boye Mafe, you want him. Or Arnold Ebikete, you want him at edge rusher. So it just depends on what you do. But I contend to stay put at 29-30, and I'll get into that later. How about you, uh, Chris Tenpenny, who's producing the operation? If you're the Chiefs, what do you do at 29-30? There's no way that they can pick back-to-back. Uh, it they have to move one of those picks, preferably up, to go get their guy. Whether that's an edge rusher, whether that's a receiver, I don't care who it is. They just I want them to be aggressive. You can't have 12 draft picks. You don't need 12 rookies on this team. You have to go get your guy. So that's really all I'm asking for for the Chiefs. I have very low standards as far as what I want from them. Well, they could trade up. The, the, the spot to kind of trade up, the sweet spot, would be between 22 and 28. Because the Green Bay Packers possess both those picks. Of course, one of those coming over from the Raiders. They don't pick to like 83rd or 86, something like that. The Raiders 
don't have a lot of ammo for draft picks this year because of Devontae Adams. But 22 and 28 to Green Bay Packers. And what do they need? They need wide receiver help because they lose Devontae Adams and MVS to Kansas City. And they lost Darius Smith on defense. So they need exactly what the Chiefs have. And there's a good chance they'd take two players or could if the Chiefs stayed pat. that The Chiefs might have been looking for because they need edge and they need wide receiver. You don't think the Packers are just going to roll with Lazard and Tunyon? No. <laughs> I don't think when you have the uh, back-to-back MVP, you don't. And he hadn't complained either. Like he has not. Uh, he hasn't complained about uh, losing weapons like he typically does. So the Cardinals at twenty-three. If you're going to trade down from um, from where the Chiefs sit, because after the Cardinals at twenty-three, it's the Cowboys. They could trade with you, Dallas. Maybe Buffalo at twenty-five. There's no way they're trading the Chiefs. Twenty-six Titans can't see them trading the Chiefs. The Buccaneers at twenty-seven can't see them trading the Chiefs either. But you never know. Orlando Brown ended up here from the Ravens, and that completely. Surprised me. So we're going till nine o'clock. Just all Chiefs draft. Go ahead and chime in on the text line nine one three five seven six seven six ten. If you trade down, but coming up next, Kyle Stackpole of CBS Sports. We talk draft in the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to Bink's NFL Draft Special on six ten Sports Radio. Brought to you by Window World, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome back to our Chiefs draft special right here at 610 Sports Radio, the home of the Kansas City Chiefs. Joining us now, Kyle Stackpole, an NFL draft editor for CBS Sports. Kyle, good evening to you, sir. Hey, how's it going? Appreciate you guys having me on. Well, we appreciate, uh, always appreciate you and your mock drafts. I had a good look at those, and they're always so fun to do uh, this time of year. And the one thing, too, is, 
As the Chiefs sit at 29 and 30, Kyle, one of the big questions is, what should they do? I mean, you've looked at the depth of this draft, wide receivers and edge. Do you stay at 29 or 30, or you try to move? Yeah, so in looking at it, it's definitely, I think it's definitely worth looking at, but I would def, I would lean towards just sticking and picking at 29, 30. And that's mostly because the draft is pretty deep, like you said, at the positions that the Chiefs need, which are defensive back, you know, cornerback, safety, edge rusher, and wide receiver. Actually, a few weeks ago, my colleague at CBS Sports, Ryan Wilson, yeah. had the Chiefs trading with the Jets, and they moved all the way up to number 10 to get Garrett Wilson. And if Kansas City is in love with a receiver like that, then they're going to do what they're going to do. But it would take a lot to move up. I mean, they would have to give up 29 and 30, or they'd have to give up 29 or 30 in a combination of second and third rounders. So I just think with the depth of these positions, there's a good chance that a player maybe in the tier above where they're selecting is going to end up falling at either cornerback, edge rusher, or wide receiver. And Kansas City is going to have a going to have a lot of value there to be able to pick and choose uh, which guys they want based on who falls to them. I have them taking a wide receiver in round one as well. And the one thing too, Kyle, is you think about the NFL and if I just named four receivers, you can make an argument there in the top four or five wide receivers in the league, like uh, Devontae Adams, second round pick, DK Metcalf, second round pick, uh, Stephon Diggs, fifth round pick, Tyreek Hill, fifth round pick. I mean, it's, those are great receivers. And you look all of that, even running backs, Dalvin Cook, second rounder, Nick Chubb, second rounder, all these second rounders, like second round seems to be a sweet spot. Even Travis Kelsey, a tight end, a third round pick. Andrews, a third round pick, the great receiver or tight end for the Ravens. But it's interesting because you don't always have to give in the first round. I know the history would dictate that you can get good receivers in the second round. Edge rushers a different story. Typically, those have been in the first round. Yeah, and I think in the first round, there definitely are some guys at the end of the first round that would it would be worth uh, Kansas City going after. One guy, I think, and he would he he would probably have to fall a little bit is uh, George Karloftis out of Purdue. He was he's probably slated to go between twenty to thirty two. So if he starts to fall, I think it would be great for Kansas City to scoop him up. Uh, one of the main knocks on him is, is his sack numbers uh, can be concerning from last year. I mean, he had more sacks and tackles for loss in 2019 than in 2021. But he still had 50 pressures last season, according to PFF. And that's against some of the best teams in the country who are basically saying, based on these guys on Purdue who didn't, you know, didn't have a great defense, we just have to make sure we stop him. We need to slow him down. We need to make sure that he's not a one-man wrecking crew and Purdue gets to pull the upset. So I think he's a solid bet. He already looks like an NFL edge rusher. He has great uh, speed to power conversion, and he's really got a relentless motor, and he, and he just does everything well. He's technically sound. He doesn't have great length or he doesn't have great bend around the outside, but he's going to find ways to get to the QB. And the one thing about George Karloftis is, because I think it's really interesting, because he's been mocked to the Chiefs several times. Matter of fact, Bill Kuyper, when he put his uh, new mock out, had Karloftis going to the Chiefs. But, you know, primarily all these mocks, I see him going 14, 15, 18. You know, it's 20. Mostly there, I have seen one have him in the second round. But usually he's taken before the Kansas City Chiefs. I really like that pick. I don't know if he's going to fall. I know that uh, they were wanting to see him run the 40. He does it in 23-degree temperature at Purdue's Pro Day, and uh, everybody was enamored by that. Yeah, for sure. So I, I, I agree with you. I think he's someone that would 
have to probably be one of those edge rushers that ends up falling that there would have to kind of be, you know, teams are addressing other positions and he's the odd man out. But another guy that I think will be there in the, at number 29 or number 30 would be a uh, boy Mafe mm-hmm. out of Minnesota. And he's someone that he's gotten better every single year at Minnesota. And he had a really solid senior bowl week. And he has already shown flashes that he can be a dynamic pass rusher right away. So you just, you know, plug him. He, he might not be a three down guy right away, but he can plug him in on third down. He can get out after the, these pass rushers in the AFC West. And he can really develop into a solid three down edge guy that can, can really boost Kansas City's defense. So I, I think he's a really intriguing prospect because with the right uh, coaching and with the right development, he has all the tools to be a really solid guy. You know, we've seen guys too, Kyle, uh, that kind of emerge, you know, at the combine or senior bowl. And sometimes like you get enamored with the numbers, like at the combine in, in, in the, in the senior bowl, the chiefs have drafted, you know, off combine numbers in the past. And sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't as NFL players do. But what, what do you find people do go by the whole body of work and game film or just, Right? They're, they're trending in the right direction. They're standing out at the senior bowl, standing out at the combine. Like what weighs more to you? Yeah, I, I really do think it's a combination of everything. It almost seems like nowadays the media, you know, everyone in the media kind of maybe over inflates the numbers of the combine and maybe they put yeah. too much stock into it. But maybe it, it, I think it's mostly just because the combine has become such a big event that everyone – is hyping up these numbers. And and these numbers do matter. They definitely play a part because you'll see that, you know, certain for edge rushers, if they have a three cone drill under a certain time based on their size and weight, those are guys that more, more times than not, they're the ones that are going to turn into pro bowlers or all pros. But I really think it's got to be the full body, the body of work. And I think if, if you're someone that is really productive in college, I think that almost, should weigh more than if you tested like a freak at the combine, just because regardless of what your stature is, what your speed is, what your strength is, you were able to get it done. And, and depending who you got it done against, whether it be, you know, the SEC big 10, or if you're playing in a non-power five or, or non FBS. Uh, so I think it all, you have to weigh all of it, but I mean, I really think it's, it's hard to go wrong with someone who was really productive in a solid conference across their entire career. Final question uh, for you, Kyle. And uh, you had a guy in the first round on your mock draft over on CBS Sports. You had Logan Hall going to the Bucks, and you're one of the, f- the first people I've seen with Logan uh, Logan Hall in the first round. I had the Chiefs trading up uh, for him actually in the second, but a guy that can play inside and outside. Like I'm really enamored with the way this guy plays. I think he could help the Chiefs. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you. Like you said, he can play inside and out, and he's someone that you know Houston has. They seem to have a history, or at least recently, of, of these guys coming out um, pretty high picks uh, along the defensive line and being pretty productive. So I think he's someone who will definitely be available. Um, I've seen, yeah, I've seen some people have him in the first round, some people not. So he could even be someone that. Yeah, they they look at in the in the second round or yeah they, they have the picks where if there's one of these edge rushers or, or receivers maybe a guy like Sky Moore or you know Christian Watson out of uh, you know North Dakota uh, if those guys end up falling they have the 
um, draft picks to go up and get a guy like that rather than trading up in the first round. So I, I think Hall is an intriguing guy, you know, in addition to the edge rushers I mentioned. But I do think that at 29 and 30, there's going to be, whether it be at cornerback or edge rusher or receiver, someone's going to fall that a lot of teams had higher and just how the board fell, that's how it was. And I think Kansas City is going to be like, all right, well, this is, this is our best player available at one of these three positions. Let's pick this guy off. Let's pick the next guy off, and then let's focus in the second round. Great stuff. Kyle Stackpole from CBS Sports. He's an NFL draft editor there. Follow him on Twitter, at Kyle F. Stackpole, P-O-L-E, at the end. Kyle, enjoyed the conversation. Thank you much, man. Appreciate it. There you go, Kyle Stackpole right there. All right, we'll get some more perspectives. We'll check in with Rob Rang next. He's a Fox Sports. He's been covering the draft forever. Rob Rang, Fox Sports next. You're listening to Bink's NFL Draft Special on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Window World, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order. Order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Chiefs Draft Special, also home of the Kansas City Chiefs with the Royals. Time to talk now with the guy that I've had on for years as he continues to does great work. His name's Rob Rang. He's with FoxSports.com now. Also does a lot of the locked on stuff out in the Seattle area. But Rob is always over the draft. He's got some great articles on the Kansas City Chiefs as well. What's up, Rob? How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Hey, I always enjoy talking to you uh, this time of year. You've had some great stuff that you put out about the Kansas City Chiefs, kind of which direction uh, you think they would go. They are an interesting team. Would you say they're the most interesting team in this year's draft? Uh, you know, picking among 32 favorites. I mean, you're killing me, Jay. I, I mean, would think like, they got 12, I, though. I, I they got 12 picks, I'm... Rob. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing. It's not only the, just the sheer number, it's <laughs> when they have them. You know, obviously, yeah. the two first-round selections, the number 30 and number 31, um, and then, you know, basically six picks among the top 100. Obviously, that six pick is 103 overall if we want to split hairs. But I just love the fact that, that you know, Brett Beach and Andy Reid have that many picks to play with in a draft class is as loaded as this one is. And then, again, going back to that first round uh, conversation, 
you know, all the NFL teams out there, they're not as lucky as Kansas City and have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. I mean, those are two of the most prime selections because it's the late portion of the first round. Any team that wants one of those quarterbacks, if they have a second-round grade on, they may want to try and trade up. So I think that this is one of those cases where Kansas City has an awful lot of draft picks. They might get even more or even better picks in this year's class or next year's class because of the way that they're situated. Yeah, they might grab a couple more picks. I think they're sitting with seven next year. But draft is in Kansas City, so it would uh, give them a little bit more here for the uh, the home fans of the Kansas City Chiefs. The big question around here, Rob, has been – do you stay at 29 and 30 where the Chiefs are, or do you move up? Do you package those picks and move up? I contend they should just stay because I, there's so much depth at wide receiver and edge. I do feel you got to go way up, I, I think, to get an edge that makes a difference. Maybe I'm wrong, but I would stay where they're at. I see a lot of the mocks nationally and everything have the Chiefs trading up to get a Jamison Williams or somebody like that. I'm not so sure they need to, but that's just my opinion. No, I, I agree with your opinion in that case. And, and thank you for uh, subtly correcting me there with the 29th and 30th overall rather than 30 and 30th. Oh, I didn't even hear you, Rob. I didn't. <laughs> wasn't paying <laughs> no, attention. No, no, yeah, no it's, it's all, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, that's the thing is that I, but I agree with your, your greater point there that, you know, sure, a, a Jamison Williams, I mean, would make an awful lot of sense. I mean, I, I personally think that he might be the, the elite vertical threat in this draft class, and obviously one of the biggest reasons why Kansas City has so many draft picks is because they trade away Tyree Kill. Uh, it makes a lot of sense to go for a guy like Jamison Williams, but I, I would argue that you are going to get very similar bang for your buck and obviously earlier bang for your buck considering that Williams is coming off the ACL with a guy like, say, Jahan Dotson from Penn State. Uh, to me, he is a similar type of vertical receiver who actually has been much, much, much more consistent over his college career. So to me, it would make more sense to stand past uh, number 29 and number 30 just because, as you talked about before, the, the, the depth at this year's draft class and some of the positions that at least I consider to be some of Kansas City's greatest areas of concern, not necessarily wide receiver, I think cornerback, I think defensive line. To me, those are, are two positions. I do expect Kansas City to take full advantage of this draft class. And if you give away a bunch of draft picks to move up for one guy, you already have the difference makers you need. Now you've got to fill up the back end of your roster. Again, that's why I think that the Chiefs are very well set up to uh, exploit this year's depth. Talking to Rob Rang, FoxSports.com. And, Rob, i got to ask you about a, a particular guy, speaking of injuries, because you know I took a look at last year's top 20 sackers. Uh, there was 28 of them because we had some ties in there. 18 of them were first-round picks. And 12 of them were picks 1 through 15. And, and so history would say you need to trade up to get one. But I don't know if this draft says you have to trade up and get one. But one of those guys is David Ojabo. It's got a lot of talk and run. And I'm always cautious about drafting the second guy off a defensive line. And he's coming off the Achilles which I, I think the Chiefs have had plenty of history working with this, but I'm not sure you can play day one, and I think they need that. This is going to be, a, what, a top 12 pick at one point? David Ojabo could be just a diamond in the rough for an NFL team? Absolutely. And, and if he were available to Kansas City at the late portion of the first round, I think that that's a, a perfect selection for them. Just because I would agree with you again, that I think that you are looking for a little bit of immediate bang for your buck, but Who's to say you can't draft another 
pass rusher a little bit later in this draft class who might be able to give you that bang for your buck, but maybe doesn't have the elite top 10, top 12, as you uh, alluded to, upside that David Ajabo has. Um, you know, you, you mentioned some of the great pass rushers in all the NFL and, and how highly they were selected. Of course, Kansas City is uh, knows better than most about players that were not selected quite so high. They were incredibly productive, like Frank Clark, obviously a second-round pick originally from Seattle. I still think that it makes sense to go back to Michigan, the maize and blue, uh, with a guy like Ajabo, just because you win healthy. And let's face it, there's a lot of guys who have come back from Achilles tears at this point and still wound up having incredibly successful careers. I think Ajabo makes a lot of sense, so much so, in fact, that that's actually one of the players that I projected uh, for the Chiefs in that, that article on FoxSports.com yep. that you had alluded to previously. Yeah, it's a good article on foxsports.com. If you want to search Rob Rang, you can find the uh, article right there if you you Google his name. Rob, another guy that uh, there's been some interest in is George Karloftis. Um, it's a guy that's got a motor. reminds me of Max Crosby. The production, you'd say, why well, was the production less than getting sacks in the first year there? But I don't know. There's something about the guy I like, but uh, I've seen him go so high, though, 14 to 18 Rarely do I see him slipping down to the Chiefs. I don't want Mel Kuyper heading him out today with the Chiefs, but does he make it that far, or is he gone early? That's a little bit of a tougher one. I think it really is going to come down to where the quarterbacks go. Um, you know, as, as we all know, quarterbacks are the most valuable commodity in the NFL, and pass rushers are second only to them. So if we start to see an early run on the quarterbacks, of course, the pass rushers and everybody else are going to start to slip down the board a little bit. Uh, I'm a big fan of Karloftis as well. He is not the fluid, change-of-direction, explosive, uh, vertical uh, athlete that some of the other pass rushers in this draft class are, but he uses his hands very well. He is physical. He's instinctive. He is all those kind of cliches and stereotypes that you're looking for from a Big Ten pass rusher. And, you know, you, I think you made an excellent point a couple of moments ago when you just kind of voiced your concern about taking the second defensive lineman on the team, and obviously that referring to Ojabo playing uh, opposite Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. You know, Karloftis did not have anything like that at Purdue. Everybody you know, knew that if you could slow down Karloftis, then you could stop the Purdue, Purdue Boilermakers in terms of their pass rush. And so I, I'm not as concerned about his lack of statistics down the stretch. The fact that he was a consistent difference maker over his entire career at Purdue that is everything I need to know uh, about him. Um, and I think that he is going to wind up being probably the fifth or sixth edge rusher in this draft class. I think that that could go as early as, say, 14, 15, 16. I also could see a scenario in which he does fall down to perhaps 29 or 30. I would be surprised to see him fall that far. But, again, because he is not the elite athlete, I think you could see some teams that are just going to be overwhelmed uh, you know, it's kind of smelling the catnip, so to speak, with, with some of these other pass rushers and allow a really good football player in Carlotas just to fall into Kansas City's lap. You know, the reason I brought up that second guy in the defensive line, because I don't know if you remember this far back, Rob, but there, or, in 2002, there was a guy named Ryan Sims that the Chiefs picked sixth overall, and he was on North Carolina's defensive line. And the other one that went in the first round was a guy named Julius Peppers. And so the Chief, they did it again with Eddie Freeman and Brian Thomas in the Golden Jets. He had a good NFL career, but I've seen them do this before, and it just always kind of sticks with me, uh, the whole Ryan Sims and Julius Peppers, uh, same defensive line 
at North Carolina. You mentioned a few minutes ago about a possible run on quarterbacks. And, you know, you've seen one, you've seen two, sometimes three quarterbacks. I've even seen no quarterbacks taken. I would find that hard to believe if no quarterbacks were taken the first round. I think it matters for the Chiefs because a certain run on that outside of what they need, wide receiver and edge, a little bit worried about Green Bay because they draft 22 and 28 and they need exactly what the Chiefs need, an edge and wide receiver. But do you see a quarterback run at all in the first round? I, I do. I, I would be surprised if the NFC South uh, specifically does not see one heck of a turnover at the quarterback position. As we all know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are still led by Tom Brady at the quarterback position, but the other three teams in that division now are in really good position to get whoever that they want to be next. Um, you know, obviously Tom Brady is you know going to be hanging up at some point in one of these days. And, uh, you know, I think the Carolina Panthers sitting there at six, the Atlanta Falcons there at number eight, the New Orleans Saints making their big trade to get them two first-round selections, put them in position to potentially move up or draft in the quarterback. That's three teams right? I think are very much uh, kind of leaning towards selecting a quarterback. And that's just eliminating teams like the Detroit Lions at two, the Houston Texans at three, the Seattle Seahawks at nine. There, you know, there, there's so many clubs out there that are so desperate for quarterback help. And you start looking at these quarterbacks in this year's draft class, and I, I get it. I mean, this is not the slam-dunk draft class of the position that we've seen in years past. But there are some exciting uh, traits with Malik Willis. There's no question about it. And if you want a quarterback who can come in as a rookie and be able to compete, Kenny Pickett checks those boxes. You know, a lot of people are going to convince themselves that he is the second coming of Joe Burrow. Um, you know, mm-hmm. And then you got guys like Desmond Ritter who is just, you know, all he has done is win, then go to the senior bowl in the combine and, and be arguably the most impressive quarterback in both of those events. So he may have the highest um, you know, or, or at least the greatest momentum of all the quarterbacks in this draft class. You look at Matt Corral, he's got the quickest release I've seen in a long, long time, and he is deadly accurate on the short to intermediate passes that are still the most common throws in today's NFL. So, yeah, I think that you are going to see at least a couple of quarterbacks go, and I think that they might very well wind up going in the top ten. Rob, uh, I'll leave you with this, something kind of fun. I know that the uh, you did some work with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, on Twitter, I was looking at your safety uh, breakdown uh, earlier, and I said, hey, Rob did this uh, for the Seahawks. But uh, Jalen Petrie, I always like Lewis Seen, Dax Hill. This, this draft does have, since you talked about the safeties, this draft does have some serious safeties in there. Oh, my goodness. It's absolutely loaded. You know, that's the thing. Everybody wants to talk about Kyle Hamilton at Notre Dame. Yeah. It was almost kind of, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm obviously not Kyle Hamilton or his agent, and so it was no skin off my butt. Uh, when, when he didn't run quite as well as projected. But it just it, it kind of forced people to look at the quote-unquote other safeties in this draft class. And it's almost like the wide receiver position. I mean, there's, it's, it's kind of a pick-your-own-flavor, Baskin-Robbins-style safeties. you got the, you know, the, the massive guy with all the range in Hamilton. you got the, the hitter, the, the guy who is just almost Jamal Adams part two with how productive he is around the line of scrimmages. Uh, as you mentioned with, with Jalen Petrie for, from Baylor, uh, I mean, Jackson Hill, my goodness. I mean, he's so, he's so fluid. I could see teams moving him to that nickel cornerback spot, what he played a lot of his career 
while at Michigan, obviously, still being able to drop back and play that free safety role. That type of versatility is really intriguing. You mentioned Lewis Seen from Georgia. I mean, he might be the big, the biggest pound-for-pound pound hitter yeah. in, in the entire country. And if he's not, it might be Jaquan Briscoe for Penn State. <laughs> so we just rattled off four or five guys. Yeah, I know. I, I like them all. all. Exactly. That's the thing. We're talking about guys that it, I think you're going to see two or three of them go in the first round. Really? And then the guys that go around in, in the second round are going to be probably just as good because they're likely to be going to better, even better teams. One of the guys you did profile, Rob, is uh, it's really interesting to me is Jalen Petrie. He was the defensive player of the year in the Big 12, and he re- did that uh, star position. It kind of reminds me of Honey Badger a little bit. Like I know that yeah. some people say NFL, he's a natural safety. I think he's probably going to do it all. Oh, I agree with you. I mean, I, could, I mean, whether it be Honey Badger, whether it be the safety at LSU that retired, you know, followed him and Jamal Adams. You know, you're talking about a really instinctive. Uh, just kind of, you know, sometimes in the scouting world, we'll, we'll use this expression like guys who play with their hair on fire. I mean, they just, they, they just have so much energy. They just, it's almost like they were born in a, in a Wilson football factory with how quickly they locate the football. They just have those kind of instincts. And Petrie absolutely has that. And, you know, it's funny, he, he made so many big plays at the line of scrimmage. So I think it's easy for people to kind of typecast him as just that. But you watch some of his other tape when he is back in coverage, and he does have the change of direction and the ball skills that you're looking for in a quote-unquote traditional safety as well. Yeah, I, I really like him. Rob, it's always uh, good to catch up with you this time of year. I enjoy your uh, fine work on Twitter. You're at Rob Rang if you want to follow him on Twitter. Did some uh, safety breakdown if you want to see uh, some of these safeties. I know Chiefs fans are interested in, in Dax Hill uh, for sure, but if you want to see the breakdown, at Rob Rang on Twitter. Rob, I always enjoy it. Thank you so much, and uh, happy happy uh, draft season. Well, no problem. Thanks for having me on, as always, and uh, you take care. Take care, Rob Rang, right there. Got Ron Kopp, lead analyst, arrowheadpride.com, coming up at 7 o'clock. Coming up next, I'll just uh, react to Rob Rang. You're listening to Bink's NFL Draft Special on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Window World, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to the Chiefs Draft Special. Jay Binkley, Christopher Tenpenny, producing the operation. Man, go out and have a cigarette after that, and I don't smoke. You know what I'm saying? Quite a lot of information they all had for us. I mean, I like it. I like it. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice that it's just on a draft special, so I'm not just doing this. to be doing a notes, talking draft on the Kansas City Chiefs. Tech Sign's been asking about Dax Hill and why he's not getting the run 
like you did earlier. I think the Jordan Reed signing changed a lot of that. I think the Jordan Reed signing changed a lot of that early. And, you know, trying to find that honey badger role. I do think Petrie's like that. Because a lot of people say, well, no, Petrie's going to play corner in the NFL. Eh, he's still a safety that could play slot corner. But as I mentioned, Jordan Reed, 540 snaps of free safety in the box, 147. Slot corner, 65. On the line, 21 times. Played wide corner, seven different snaps. And oh, by the way, he's also the backup kicker for the Houston Texans. But the Honey Badger role, people are looking for that. And they're looking for the Debo Samuel role on offense. Oh, can you run the ball? Can you catch the ball too? I'm not kidding. He's been a trendsetter. I mean, Tyron Matthew and Debo Samuel have kind of been the guys to compare to in the NFL draft. Yeah, I was kind of out on Hill too for safety. Daxon Hill, not, you know, Tyreek Daxon Hill. Um, yeah. Until uh, Rob mentioned, He'd be you know, a good safety, though. Right? <laughs> until Rob mentioned that he played some nickel corner, and so it kind of reminded me to, you know, LeJarrius Sneed, who's technically played safety until they drafted him. So he could still definitely be in the mix. I don't know that it's as big of a need now with the Reed signing, but I, Rob did bring up a good point there to where he may still be in the mix a little bit. No, he will, but uh, if you're safety nowadays, like a free safety, you better be able to cover. They've got to be able to trust you as the slot corner. It's becoming a lot of three safety leagues with teams. And I, the Chiefs probably still aren't done. I mean, there are good safeties down the road for the Chiefs. I mean, Jalen Petrie, one of these guys that might be fighting for a first-round pick. I, I kind of see him more in the second round. But Lewis Seen, as Rob said, dude's a thumper in the ASCC, an absolute thumper at safety. It's, it's a hard hitter. So you're not going to get kind of the honey badger role maybe with him, but he's definitely a run stuffer uh, that'll do different things. But – I just look at the safeties in this draft, and, you know, the Chiefs can get safety, but it's fun because, like, I did my mock, and, like, you sit there at the end, you're like, well, did I pick enough receivers? Because I just got one. I went heavy on edge and defensive line. I went really heavy on defensive line because I see it as one of the, uh, as one of the key uh, positions for the Chiefs to draft in this draft. Yeah, you need depth on the line regardless. So just having bodies there and quality bodies is, should be – we love talking about the receivers because receivers are fun. But, again, I like your point on you just need D linemen that are going to be special and be productive when they get their run in there. Well, I still think they need wide receiver. Like, well, yeah, I, I no, still, for sure. I'm going first round on for that. For sure. So to, but, yeah, but yeah, I see what you're saying. you got to be able to stop people. Like, they got to be able to stop the run. I really, really liked when Melvin Ingram got here. I love the way this defense played for that seven-week real stretch uh, the Chiefs had. I like that. But you can get guys. Like he might not get a Jaquan Brisker, Jalen Petrie, but a Kirby Joseph from Illinois that could be a guy that you get in the third round. Brian Cook from Cincinnati, you know, maybe you throw a third round pick at him. But there, Nick Cross of Maryland's a guy that I really, really like as well that you don't necessarily have to get in the first or the second round. Just different players that you could grab. Nick Nick Cross ran a amazing combine time. I think he's as a safety. Um, it was uh, absolutely ridiculous. Um, and I was looking at three cone times today, too. I know it's that's kind of weird, but he ran a 4-3-4. Of course you were. 4-3-4. Four, four. He's 6-1, 215 pounds, 31-inch arms. Okay, safety, though. But runs a 4-3-4 at safety, and he's that big. I mean, 6-1, 215, you're <laughs> – well, line, inside linebackers used to be like 235 pounds, 240. But we see more and more of them, 225 pounds. So he's basically 10 pounds away from hey, – this is a guy you can play in the box. Like Nick Cross is a guy that you can play up early. Coming up next, though, by the way, your questions anytime you want. 913-576-7610, the J. Southland Toast Service text line. We'll take a couple times in the next couple of hours and address questions. Ron Kopp, 
lead analyst uh, for ArrowheadPride.com. Does several draft specials every week over at ArrowheadPride.com. He's got breakdown of players. Matter of fact, he's doing a breakdown of one of the guys they really like. We'll talk to Rod about all that stuff next. You're listening to Bink's NFL Draft Special on 610 Sports Radio. Brought to you by Window World, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.